Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and my sister. We'll be back to LeBronto for the fourth quarter after this. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, f***ing fool. Open your mouth so I give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sounds like a choice. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They gonna make you slap somebody. This is her. This is her. I, I, I had to take off my shoes. Run. So kiss my back. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Cavaliers spin. Nice. Bucket, LeBron, and the Cavaliers with their biggest lead of the night. Welcome to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's poop knife story, oh, yeah. you're going to want that one. Oh, yeah. I got asked about that. I don't even know how many times. Like poop I don't shoe. even know. Yeah, the poop shoe <laughs> is what is. Uh, yeah, the poop shoe. Yeah, no, but you just listen on your own. A little poop loafer right there. Yeah, the poop loafer. <laughs> Big huge show planned for you today. We have Munch on Sports coming up at seven o'clock. Eight thirty, Fantone's going to freak out about something from his childhood coming okay. back. Everybody loves nostalgia. Something huge from your childhood officially coming back. Okay, it's all but a done deal. And then at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Albert Wooden from Save 22, an organization that raises the awareness that 22 servicemen and women a day commit suicide. And uh, they're doing a massive hike tomorrow. And uh, I will be taking part in the hike. So we'll have Albert Wooden from Save 22 on the air with us at 9 a.m. It was earlier this week. I was out somewhere and I saw this giant man, this giant, and he was wearing a Save 22 shirt. So I was like, hey, man, like, dude, see you in that Save 22 shirt, you know, Saturday, the bike and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I run security for that. And I'm like, dude, how much of a badass do you have to be to run security for this event? Like, you know what I mean? For sure. Dude was a monster. Monster. Because what happens when some of those dudes get out of line? That's what I'm saying. Like, who's going to bring them down? Apparently, this this Leviathan over oh, here. Oh, dude, I'm egging stuff on tomorrow. Oh, just hands break started. Okay. As I'm walking out, I'm going to be like, dude, that, that security okay. guard was talking trash. Okay. He told Fantone, you're kind of a sis. <laughs> like, I can't. Oh, yeah, I'm talking trash. I can't wait. I'm going to stir things up. So your Cavaliers victorious last night, uh, pretty dramatic fashion. And so people were hitting me up on, on Twitter. Let's okay. clear a few things up here, okay? <laughs> I don't have the luxury of just being a fan. Okay, I host a show where I have to give you what I really think might happen. And so I have said multiple times, I don't believe the Cavaliers win the title. I can't just sit in here and be a homer for the Cavs. I can't do that. No. And, and, and at the end of the day, like predicting sports to me, people who are like, oh, your prediction was wrong. It's like, well, yeah, like I don't view that as you being like stupid about sports because you predict something that does not happen no. or something that goes differently. That's that's like the business of of the game right there. You make predictions, you guess what's going to happen. And and the, the beauty of watching sports is like, well, who knows what's going to happen? That's why they play the game. That's why they roll the balls out is because who knows? We're in the opinion business. 
Okay, so like, and I have to give you a real opinion. I can't just homer it. Otherwise, you know what I'm going to say every time you turn on the radio. Cavs win. Right? Like, if you know that's my gimmick, then you don't have to hear what I have to say. That's why I have to be real with you. I can't just be a homer. There's plenty of dudes on the radio who are just LeBron homers. Go find one. I'm not that guy. Right? And so now they're up 2-0 against the Raptors, and people are all on me on Twitter. Well, now that they're up 2-0, what's your, what's your take on the Cavs now? My take on the Cavs is this, that they're still better even when they're lousy because they have the best team, they have the best player in the league, that they're still better than 95% of the teams in the NBA even when they're lousy, which ultimately is what I keep saying is why the NBA is in deeper trouble than the NFL and nobody wants to give it to me. And I'm going to tell you why. The Cavaliers, if the, you take the Golden State Warriors out of this equation, the Cavaliers are a shoe in to win the title. Even as they sit now, as terribly as they are now, as poorly as they played defense in the first half last night, they are a shoe-in to win the title. They just cannot beat the Golden State Warriors the way they are set up right now. Now, what could happen is, since it's only one team that can beat you, you might be able to get lucky and beat that team in a series. It happens. We saw it happen with Kyrie hitting a a, a shot deep in Game 7. We saw it. Right? So that can happen. I don't believe it will. But going up two games, oh, against DeMar DeRozan means nothing. It means nothing. I told you before this series started, Toronto will cower in the corner. They don't know how to handle these moments. They are not prepared to face the best that the East has to continue in the playoffs. They're just not ready. They don't. LeBron is in their heads. I told you they would manhandle the Raptors. But because they're up two games to O against DeMar DeRozan does not mean they're any more ready for a title now than they were two days ago. I guess this just all goes back to the point that I think I've been trying to make the entire season. Is it like adjust your expectations and enjoy what's in front of you? Like if you couldn't watch that game last night and just be objectively happy watching that, it's like, well, then why are you why are you watching sports? Like if you're going to get frustrated about, well, they're not good enough to do it in in eight weeks. Well, it's like enjoy what you got in front of you right now or like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll be done with it. I, I don't understand why people are looking to find the misery in like what it should be a good moment. Like I don't. I, I don't understand that. If it's title or bust for you as a fan, then you're always going to be let down because most times your teams, even when favored, don't win the title. It's just the way sports go. Unless you're like a Boston fan and you got the Patriots up there and even they didn't win the title last year. Look what happened. They screwed up. They messed around, took a team lightly, and they got beat in the Super Bowl. And this is what happens. So, yes, I'm with you. People think I'm a Cavs hater now because they're not going to win the title. No, 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 no. It's just my job to tell you what the reality is. It's my job to sift through your fanboyism and tell you what the real is. And the real is they are not a championship caliber team. Now, what I will say for LeBron that's getting kind of lucky now is role players are catching steam at the right time. You're already through the first round of the playoffs. You won that series. It doesn't matter anymore. Six, seven, eight, whatever. Doesn't matter. Seven games doesn't matter, right? Now you're here. Now you're up 2-0 against Toronto. J.R. Smith's starting to find his shot again. Kevin Love played a little bit better last night. People I know still want more. Tristan, we'll see what happens there. But you are looking better, and they are catching fire at the right time. And I believe they will make 
the NBA Finals. I do. I believe they will make the NBA Finals, but I think it's quick, dude. I think it's Warriors in five. I don't think they can play defense well enough to stop that onslaught of shooters that Golden State has. Why? Why are you looking forward? So, like, so, like, why, like, why are you already looking for that? Like, why isn't it? Why isn't it focused on like, all right, well, like, what are they? What's going to happen next game as opposed to the hypothetical three three steps down the board here? Because I believe they sweep the Raptors or only lose one game. And because I don't believe the Raptors are anywhere near ready. This is what I've been saying about the NBA all along. All of these teams are frauds. They are all frauds. None of them are built to go deep into these playoffs and win championships. All these teams are, dude, their stars are too young. Look at Philadelphia. That's going to be a great thing in like four years. They're not quite ready now. As a matter of fact, when Paul George probably goes to Philadelphia, that thing might end up getting rounded out well, although I think he probably hurt himself this year in Oklahoma. We'll find out in the offseason. I don't know. But ultimately, at the end of the day, Philly ain't totally ready yet. These teams are too young. LeBron is in his 16 year and still can take games over, and that's why, why. Because most NBA teams are fronted by boys, and LeBron is a man. And so I believe he moves through the East pretty easily, and they're going to go to the NBA Finals. But guys, if they play defense against the Golden State Warriors the way they did against the Raptors last night, they're going to get smoked, and it might be four games to none. It might. But at the end of the day, you still have to be happy with that. Even if they get smoked in the finals, if they get ran off the court, I'm still perfectly okay with it because they made a championship run. And when you got a team going across the street 0-16 in a sport way more popular, then I, then I, I will take the winning franchise. I'm not anti-Cavs. I'm not a Cavs hater. I just don't have the luxury of logging onto my Twitter account and just having hearts over my eyes and fanboying out over LeBron. I don't have that luxury. I have to sift through that and kind of find where the real story is, not just my rah-rah about the Cavs. Otherwise, I would just be a homer, and it wouldn't be worth listening to. I believe they move through the rafters. They're probably going through the East. You lose to the Warriors in five. It's the quickie part, too. That's just what my opinion is. I was asked, what's your take now that they're up two games against DeMar DeRozan? My take is no different than it was the other day. I expect them to handle the Raptors. Of course he's going to beat the Raptors. Your shot at $1,000 every hour. First one right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Russell online for you, WRQK.com. We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports coming up at 7 o'clock. He's on loan from Fox Sports 1350. He'll be all fired up as uh, the Cavs go up two games to none against DeMar DeRozan and company up in Toronto. Uh, I believe series shifts back here Saturday at the Q. Now, I was asked this yesterday, and I don't know the answer to it. Is this true that the Cavaliers are playing every other day, but yet all the other series, are they have two days in between when they no, play? No, no. At this point, I think every series is every other oh, day. Everybody no. was telling me yesterday, this is the, the, the NBA wants a Western Conference Unless, team to win. That's why they get three days in between, and we only get one. Uh, they might have had more time between the last series and this series, but that's because they didn't go seven games. They didn't go seven so, games. Like, no, right. at this point, I think it's every team plays every other night. I was going I to say, I can't imagine the NBA was like, hey, I bet if we do this, nobody's going to notice the scheduling difference between Eastern Conference teams and Western Conference. I didn't, I didn't yeah. see it, but I didn't, I didn't have the time to look it up when I saw it on Twitter yesterday. But we'll talk to much about everything coming up at seven o'clock. Also, Browns looking eyeing up a new stadium. 
Brace yourself. They're going to get it. I know. One in 31, and you want a new building? You can't even fill high school stadiums. <laughs> right. Except for the average attendance last year was 64,000. They're going to get a new building. Wow, dude. I mean, I, 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 get a new I, I, I know I know all the games weren't sellouts last year, but an average attendance of over 60,000 people for a team that has won one game in the past two years. That's crazy. Well, the NFL's in a ton that's of trouble. That's crazy. Well, I mean, dude. dude, the NFL's in a ton of trouble. 60,000 plus. That's a lot of people, dude. Yeah, the as, NFL's sinking. As somebody as somebody who, who's in the business of like counting people who, who who are there or listening or part of an audience, dude, 60,000 people is a lot of people to bring out every week, man. Yeah. Wow. They're getting a new building. Just brace yourself. It's going to happen. We'll talk to Munch about that coming up at 7 o'clock. What would you guess, Fantone, is the target audience of Maxim Magazine? Mm, If I say 16 to 18, am I right? No, I was going to say 25, probably. Oh, then that's scary. Okay. Then this is scary. Okay. I have here from Maxim a, a list of indicators, clues, they say. That will suggest the woman that you're looking at, seeing, talking to, or whatever, that she's going to be amazing in bed, okay. right? Th- these are indicators that this woman's going to be amazing in bed. And I feel like you can hear from the tone in my voice that these sound like they were written by 14-year-old boys. Okay. Men don't think like this. Boys think like this, okay? I'll give you some of these. These are, again, indicators from Maxim about a woman being good in bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Girls who play the flute. Play other things with their mouth well, too. That's a 14-year-old boy. No man thinks that a woman playing the flute all of a sudden is like, dude, that's something you grow out of after ninth grade. You're like, ah, I don't know if it's necessarily true. It probably doesn't hurt you, but it's probably not going to help you that much. The other thing I would say is you're definitely going to have better breath control. Like if you've played instruments, like if you played wind instruments throughout your life, you're definitely going to be able to hold your breath better. Well, that's a part of oral sex, right? Yeah, but dude, you can breathe out of your nose. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I don't, so no, I don't think so. Ultimately. Someone who can pet an animal in a way that is pleasing to the animal shows that they are in tune with the needs and desires of others. No. Any animal being pet ever, dude, you could literally scrape a wire brush over a dog and it would be like, yeah, this is awesome. Give me the attention. Like, it's that's crazy. These are little boys are writing this. Like, dude, this thing is an embarrassment. They say playing any instrument means you're going to be good in bed. That's crazy. That's So all those band nerds, all of them are good in bed? No way. Girls who ride horses regularly can ride other things well. Yeah, you're 13. What is Maxim doing? What are you doing here? I don't get this. Like, are you driving intelligent men away from your from, from your articles if you're writing them this way? Um, I think you're probably looking at it from 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 their from their view of like most dudes have a hard time getting laid. At the end of the day, that's the truth. And like, there is probably a little bit of like, well, we know this is a fluff piece, but like, who cares? Dudes want to read about stuff like this. Dudes that aren't getting laid want to have some sort of like, okay, well, maybe if I look at it from this angle or maybe if I do this, like maybe this is what I'm missing out on. They're scoring on the desperation. And that's really what it boils down to is you know that there's guys out there who are desperate to get laid, who have no luck with women, who are going to click on my website. Okay, well, let me tell you a guy out there who's desperate to get laid that if you read Maxim and it says, eating an ice cream sandwich on a hot day and it never drips, that means she's good and bad. That's why you're desperate to get laid. Because you buy stupid things like that. Because you're obsessed with, how do I trick my way in here? Just, dude, just be the better version of you, and you're going to get laid. There's more of these, dude. 
If a girl's good with the hula hoop, she's going to be good in bed. A hula hoop? What man is still watching? Dude, what? first of all, yeah, what woman that? is still out there with a hula hoop? Where would you ever have seen someone in a hula hoop? Exactly okay. right. right. What, who over the age of 11 is out there with a hula hoop? Do, do they still have hula hoops? I don't know. I would assume they do, but I have not seen one in quite Here a while. Here in Stark County, we call them belts. That's what we call <laughs> the hula hoops. That's what I can tell you about that. All right, it's May the 4th, and yeah, I'm going to talk about how stupid it is because I got attacked, and everybody thinks I'm just anti-Avengers. Nope, May the 4th is dumb, too. Strap in. That's next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports coming up 7 o'clock. Find out if the Browns are getting in a new stadium. Spoiler, yes, they will. Also get his take on the Cavs going up two games to none against the Toronto Raptors last night. Before the break, we were talking about this list of like these indicators that a woman might be good in bed, according to Maxim, and they were all childish. Although, I did get hit up in my text message from a young woman who said to me, she's like, um, excuse me, what did she say here? I want to make sure I get the, uh, she's like, I played the clarinet, and she's like, and I'm an amazing oral sex person. I was like, okay, well, I'm sure you are. I don't know. I don't know that answer to be true, which, by the way, if you're going to text me and say that to me, just prove it to me. Don't text me and just tell me. Show that to me. I want to see that. It is First Friday. I think that was indicated. I think no, that, see, that's, you think, I think so. I think that was no, indicated. No, see, you think so. This dude, I've told you the story about this woman before. This is the chick that ghosted me a couple of months ago, remember? Yeah. I was in Vegas, I was coming home, I was supposed to set we were supposed to set this up, and then next thing you know, Friday came and went, never hurt. Was she giving you a little bit of like taste your own medicine right there? Had you done that to her? No. Maybe that's why. No. No. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Right. Uh, dude, your boy was all, right. all in. Like he was like he was very excited to, to see that get done. Well, as she's listening right now, I'm sure it won't uh, I'm sure it won't yeah, be. Yeah, I'm long. calling her out. All right. I'm calling her out. That's all what's right. happening. All right, so I've been on this for a few days now, and ultimately it's because people won't let it die. <laughs> I was just kind of kidding around the first day, and then people, like, the grown men took it so seriously. It's like, oh, my God, Stansbury doesn't like the Avengers. I have to hate him forever now, which makes you kind of a sissy. It does. Like, let's be honest. You're a sissy, if that's the way you feel about it. First of all, what the hell are you doing taking a movie so seriously? Let's, let's look into that. Let, let's figure that out. But it looks like Avengers is going to pass a billion dollars today. A lot of money. A lot of money. From what I understand, dude, if I read an article that I read yesterday, I can't find it again now. I wish I could. But if I read it correctly yesterday, that the Avengers has already made worldwide more money than Deadpool's entire run and like four other comic book movies they listed where it's like, dude, they're already past it. So since I don't know anything about this, is it just because there's more collection of spandex in this one is why it's more popular? Oh, yeah. This is definitely... It's star power, right? Y- you're reaching the, the top of the mountain when it comes to the Marvel Universe payoff. I mean, this is all of their movies kind of coming together at one here. So I think anytime you do that, that's going to pay off big. Um, I know a big part of it is, too, is that a bunch of people die in it, so I feel like there's some more finality. There, I mean, I haven't even seen it, but I just keep hearing, like, yo, everyone dies, bro. It's just dead people everywhere. Well, I've seen the meme of people, like, disintegrating, and their people are doing that to their own p- pictures now, and they're hashtagging the Avengers, so I'm assuming that's part of the movie. Yeah, so I think with that, where it's like, not only is it... You know, is it a, is is it a crossover? But it's also like very final in the sense of like some of these some of these movie franchises will no longer be. You know what I mean? Like you can't these these people are dead in this timeline. Well, so, I hear we're getting fourteen more superhero movies between now and two thousand and ten. Fourteen. I, I would I would I would say like fourteen in two years. I'm surprised it's not more. Honestly, 
I would have guessed the, twenty. They're making money, dude. Like that's right. the whole thing. Is 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 if if, these more, were, if nobody else is going to the theater to see anything at this level. If these were flops, if these suck, they'd be done. It, you, they would stop making them. But but they don't. No, they're they making, making a ton of money. No, there's dude. People, dude, <laughs> dude. Honestly, man, people separate themselves from their money easily. Just give them a little bit of what they want. Take my money. That's a meme. Like, dude, people can't wait to get rid of their money. And then they'll turn around and go, I don't make enough, I'm broke. It's like, well, all right, well, I mean, maybe, or maybe your spending habits is what led us here. Now, I say all this because I feel like people were like, you just are taking it because you don't like it, and if it was Star Wars, you'd be all about it. So here we sit on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Huge. I have original pixels from the first from the original series there i have things signed by lucas and framed i have rare han solo items. i got it all dude i got it all i'm a huge fan may the fourth be with you but i'm a fan i don't dude dude if you see me don't say may the fourth be with you when you're walking by me we're not jedi we're just losers who like films where guys are riding around in spaceships that's it we're not jedi is that camaraderie of like a, I don't a shared it. a shared interest of like don't you like I don't know when like I see somebody wearing calves jacket I'm like all right man that dude likes the calves I like the calves I mean it's not like we're it's not like we're best friends at that point it's not like I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna vouch for you in a you know in a in a, in a professional setting but at the very least a little bit of like all right man LeBron James you like him too excellent all right let me tell you why I don't why I don't feel that way why don't you feel that because way? I believe the Cavaliers much like Star Wars are big enough are large enough. To where that audience is going to be huge, that the chance aren't that just because you like it doesn't mean I'm going to like you. I could still hate you. Oh, by no stretch of the imagination, dude. There are uh, there are a million pro wrestling fans that I absolutely despise, dude. But there is a little bit of me that's like, there's something there. Like there's there's at least some level of connection there where there where there would have been none. And I now granted, I'm not saying that's enough for you to walk around today saying like, may the fourth be with you to everyone. Like if you go to work today and your dress is Obi Wan. I worry about who you are as a person. What if I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt? All what right, if it's like it's, it's well, but now it's May the Fourth, International Star Wars Day. I would not. I wear a Star Wars shirt to work. One of my you know fellow Star Wars fans sees me, comes up, says, "Yo, hey, May the Fourth be with you. Happy Star Wars Day." Are you judging that interaction, saying like, "Oh, these look at these nerds over here, all these dorks"? Yes, yes, I am. So yes, I absolutely. So wearing am. the shirt, okay. Acknowledging the 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 date, I guess it's like nope, step too far. I, it's much like the kiss thing. Okay, like when I go see Kiss, yeah, I dress like Stansberry because that's who I am. These people who go to see Kiss shows and dress up as Ace Freely and Gene Simmons, what are you thinking, loser? Do you think do you is that what you think is gonna happen? Oh my god, that guy in the tenth row looks just like Ace. Get him Get up. Him up Get here. him up here. Get we him up him. here. We need him. Is that what you thought was gonna happen? One of those guys falls down because they're 70 and you get to play <laughs> Dr. Love? Like, is that what you think happens? Why are you dressed like them? Why are you doing that? I don't get it. My thing is, dude, I like these nerd things. But Dude, I got plenty of Star Wars t-shirts. I try not to wear them as much anymore, though, dude, because, well, I'm not 18. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, something happened over, like, the last year. It is true. Like, people, I got a little old. Like, I did. It, it's kind of happened where I got a little, like, uh, dude, don't do that. Why do you feel like concert t-shirt you're wearing now? Yes. Mm, Star Wars shirt, no. Yeah, I'm sitting here in a Cody Jinx shirt. For those of you that don't know, Cody Jinx is a country artist, a non-bro country for you people who are like, I want real country, even though it, there's never been such a thing. But whatever. Cody Jinx is like one of those real country kind of guys. 
and I uh, and I, I'm wearing his shirt, and it is from a concert. Sure enough, he played the Agora. I don't know why that is, but honestly, dude, I don't wear my Iron Maiden shirts as much anymore either. Because, dude, honestly, Eddie kind of feels like this is. A, I love Eddie. I will always love Eddie, but it does kind of feel a little juvenile. Like it does to me, where it's like, I don't know if I should do that. I don't know. I think that might be a part of the reason why, like, we all embrace culture so much and music and movies and things like that is because it does make us feel a little bit younger. It does give us a little bit of, like, of, of recapturing that. That's true. And I guess I'm all right with that in the moment of it. But living outwardly like that, I guess, maybe for me now, is starting to become less and less okay. I'm still going to be guilty of doing things that I find dumb. That's, I mean, no, again, like I always say this when I yell on the radio, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at me. Like I'm judging me. I'm in this group of people too. I'm judging me outwardly and you're taking it personally, the listener. That's where we always get hung up and where we always get in trouble. I'm not only judging you. I'm judging myself as I'm examining these things too, because I do some of this stuff. But like, dude, I, st- I went through my apartment. I was like, dude, we got to yank that down. Like, what am I doing? Like, dude, I'm. F- Oh, sorry. I almost said something I shouldn't say there. I am 40 years old. What am I doing? What am I doing? Like, I got to reevaluate this whole thing. What's going on here? And it's just, I never get caught up in this stuff. Because, like, it's much like the marijuana thing, right? Like, I like marijuana. But you're never going to see me in tie-dyed and Birkenstocks because I don't want to make a billboard out of myself for the things I like and for the things I am. Right? I hate those people. Marley, bro. Marley, man. You don't know about the strawberry this and this strain. I hate you. You're an idiot. Quit talking to me about strains of marijuana. I hate you. Do you, do you feel, I, I guess it's weird because it's like, well, music's a gray area. S- culture, like movies, stuff like that, TV shows, probably over the line for you. Sports okay, though, right? I mean, like, I'm wearing a Cavs jacket right now. Are you looking at me like, dude, what, are you, what the hell, bro? I don't know why it's different, but it is. It, it, isn't, that, isn't that, I mean, like, to me, all those things are entertainment, so it's like, and, you, you know. And you're right. It's one of those things, dude, where I'm being hypocritical for sure. I don't know why sports is different. When 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 I dress up like Ace Freely and go to a Kiss concert, it's like, oof, dude, what the hell are you doing? If I put on a Baker Mayfield jersey and go to a Browns game, it's going to be like, yeah, it's what you do, bro. All right. Jerseys. I do feel differently about. Okay. Okay. Now here's my rule on a jersey. Let's hear it. Basketball jersey, never okay. Never I, okay. I'm 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 tall, white, skinny, and I have tattoos, so whenever I wear a basketball jersey, I feel like a drug dealer. Like I feel like I'm automatically like I've got drugs to sell, dude. Like Unemployed Phantom. <laughs> that's a, that's a, <laughs> it comes with both outfits in the box. Unemployed Phantom. Yeah, absolutely. I think basketball jerseys never yeah. really okay because you're right. You're either dunking over somebody who's seven feet tall or you're slinging drugs on the street corner. When it's really hot, though, sometimes, I won't lie, I feel like wearing it's the appropriate thing to do. I do. Now, I will admit that part of my reason for basketball jerseys not being okay yeah. is that I don't feel like I pull them off as well as, as cool rappers do in videos. Don't look good in it. Therefore, you're like, man, pff, can't Stupid. believe people are wearing this stuff, idiots. Football jerseys, <laughs> I, 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 I will, I'm a little looser on because um, they can kind of be big. You can kind of fit them over hoodies when it's cold going to the stadium. I right. kind of like that. Right. right. I don't necessarily hate that. I guess the baseball jersey is ultimately the same thing. You know what? It's the cut of the basketball jersey that makes a difference. Kids nowadays, the the, the young kids, the Generation Z, I think they're called nowadays, go. but they are. They're wearing basketball jerseys over hoodies. That's like the new look. Like that's one of those things right there. Yeah, see, I wish I was young. I kind of want to try that one out. <laughs> I do. I, 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 I do. I kind of want to try that one out and find out if I can rock that look. 
Unemployed Sansbury with the hoodie underneath the basketball jersey, dude. We need to create the, those action figures. Let's be honest, they would be dolls. They would not be action figures. Your shot at $1,000 and Munch next on Rock 106.9. The Sansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. And we're going to talk to my good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on sports, on loan from Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, how are you, buddy? Brother, it is Friday, the glorious almighty weekend. Could not feel better. Plus, you know, some fun things transpired this week. Cavaliers go up north to a team that, you know, I really haven't had much respect for, even though they finished first in the East. They tell us how much they improved, how they're the best team around. I never thought Casey was a very good coach, but that's okay. For the last couple of months, I was told how much I do not know. Now, the series is hardly over, but my golly, guys, to go to Toronto and do what the Cavaliers just did, especially Tuesday. I don't mind telling you this. I went to the Indians game, wasn't expecting anything out of the Cavs because it was a house money day, and bang, they came away with that one. Something else, too. I'm not a conspiracy guy. You know that. But on Tuesday, I said, you know, I'm looking at this funky schedule, man, and you've got one day between games. I'm looking at the other series, two days rest for them, and LeBron finally said something yesterday saying, isn't it kind of interesting that they only give us one? But, hey, we're going to go out and play. And you saw him play last night, gents. So this scheduling thing is happening because I kept seeing people say this on Twitter, and I was like, well, there's no way the NBA is actually doing this. I thought people were mistaken. So the Eastern Conference no. teams are getting less rest in between games? Well, no, actually, Boston and Philly had two games. Now, is it, only, is, it only, is it only because the Cavaliers went seven with the Pacers? Is that why they wound up in that situation? Or was this a, 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 a scheduling mistake here? Well, no, no. Well, here's the thing. You've got, yeah, uh, sure, they went seven. They went four. They'd have a lot more time. But think about this. You know, these aren't some guys, although maybe they are sitting around in an open bar somewhere putting a schedule together maybe. like they are in baseball. You know, here's the thing. Shouldn't you allow... Should you allow for a series to go seven games? And if indeed you've got to play the first game one day after, you know, with one day rest, then give them a couple more after that. You've got to prepare for those scenarios. Apparently, A, the NBA doesn't care about the quality of officiating in the finals or in the postseason, and B, they can care less about the schedule. I uh, Well, yeah, maybe that could be true. As we're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. Munch, I... Um... I've been harping on this for a while. People like to tell you me. May? People like to tell me the NFL is in trouble. Meanwhile, Matt Ryan signed a hundred and fifty million dollar deal yesterday. <laughs> the Browns were zero and sixteen last year and averaged sixty three thousand fans through the door. So I think the NFL is alive and well. I think the NBA is the sport that's in more trouble. People like to look at these these young teams on the rise and talk about how it's going to be okay, and I kind of disagree. Because, again, Toronto Raptors, supposed to be that much better this year, right? LeBron goes up there, dude, on, like, no rest, wins game one, come back and demoralizes them. Yesterday, kind of the same thing. They trailed early in the game, came back and demoralized them. And it's because these NBA franchises are being led by boys and LeBron is a man. I don't, dude, if LeBron was to pull out of this league tonight... Let's say they lose the Raptor series and LeBron retires tonight. Outside of the Golden State Warriors, what are you watching in the NBA? Bro, if that would happen, Adam Silver, the troops, they're doing the freaking safe by their stance, the heebie-jeebies. They're scouring the college ranks exactly. to see if there's another Magic and Bird or if there's another Jordan to come up and get it. To. I'm glad you said the young team, too, because you know what? And again, 
I, I like dudes, man. I like hanging with them. Me. But I'm looking at Philadelphia, and these are the biggest freaking blowhards. Embiid's the top of the list calling himself the process. Because, again, all the process means is you got a crooked owner who's going to have you bad for t- nine of ten years and say, we're building, we're building. Oh, hello, Sashi Brown and Jimmy, okay? And thank golly they nipped that in the butt after a couple. But, no, you know what? You've got to have some veteran presence in there, and you're seeing it. Right now, you know what? That was Milwaukee's problem, too, is that, okay, a couple of vets long in the tooth. But the bottom line is, Dan, you're exactly right. Oh, and by the way, Marcus Smart held Ben Simmons to one point yesterday, and Ben Simmons is going to win Rookie of the Year. That's going to look really, really good when Donovan Mitchell actually should get that award. Wow. When it comes to the Cavaliers yesterday, Munch, um, it was a uh, it was a powerful performance. There's no doubt about that. Arguably the best performance they've had in their nine games of the playoffs, and I don't even think that's arguable. I think it definitely was. Um, there was a couple reasons I could point to, and I, I thought I thought were were, were were things worth noting. Uh, first and foremost, George Hill, you could just see a difference in him. So I don't know if there's something right. I don't know if there's something you know improved in his back or what the story is there. But obviously the real difference yesterday um, was Kevin Love. Now there were some uh, murmurings of. You you know, he didn't want to play the five, but Ty Lue insisted on it. Obviously, it worked out for them yesterday. Um, what did it mean for the Cavaliers for Love to play so well? And what did it mean for LeBron for Kevin Love to play so well? Well, number one, basketball coaches. I've had many on. Number two, the Cavaliers themselves, no. Don't fall out of your chair. Please don't drive off the road. I don't need anybody crashing at 77 by the Pro Football Hall of Fame when I say this. Is that the Cavaliers don't win. Game seven and game one without Kevin Love. You say much. He had seven points, this and that. But the moment was not too big for him down the stretch. You know, I got to tell you, there's been murmurs. He hasn't come right out about the five because he's a team guy. But you know what? You're getting the crap beat out of you, okay? Your offensive game is going to suffer. But he's still there trying to do what he is going to do. So inside the locker room with the Cavaliers, this isn't a Tristan thing. What's TMZ, you know, Thompson kind of thing. This is just a guy who's playing real, real hard. You miss a shot on occasion. We saw Corbin the other day, then he bounced back. So the team all along wasn't worried about it in any way, shape, or form. They were looking more than just the stat sheet, what he was bringing, you know, diving for loose balls. Just that, although I expect 18 and 12 out of love each and every game, that kind of thing. But now with his boost, and there's a confidence thing, too, with some kind of guys. Come on. You love the guy. He rebounds like a gangster sometimes. You know, like it's like, oh, and by the way, he doesn't get a flagrant foul the other day if they call the two fouls on him before he's going to throw in bows. And what about that? They're telling us to get Kevin Love tougher, to get him more. So he finally does something after getting fouled a couple times, and he gets hammered for it. No, it means the world for this team. Guys, it's not over. They're up 2-0. Toronto knows their backs are to the wall. It's just, you know what? Your backs are to the wall, and you've got a nice, and other guys are coming in with submachine guns. There's not much you could do. We're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. I actually want to switch sports to the, to the sport that's not in trouble, and it's the NFL. Again, Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan dude, they're so not in trouble. That, that narrative, honestly, it makes me so mad. Because it's yeah, just, and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's just being regurgitated by people who don't want to take the time to look into it to realize that their, that their boycott isn't working. It's ridiculous. It makes me angry. But ultimately, do Matt Ryan signed a $150 million contract yesterday. He's a B-plus quarterback. B-plus. He's a $150 million man. But the Browns make You know what, Mr. Danny? What's that? Danny, I'll give him an A-minus, and here's why. A-minus is How fine. How long has he been with Atlanta? They have not had to worry about that position the entire time he has been there. But so A-minus, B-plus? A-minus is perfectly fine. He's not, he's not top tier. He's the next tier down. 
A minus is perfectly fine. I think most quarterbacks in the league are probably B plus, A minus. Most guys are not A plus. I think it's that Yo. much more elite. Like Aaron Rodgers is A plus, but most guys are not Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Okay, so the Browns making the announcement yesterday. They're they're looking at a new city development deal, and there is a new stadium is what they're after. And the city lost their minds. And I don't understand this. You know you're getting a new but, stadium. It's going to happen. And so I and what I will ask the fans is this. You've been marching outside of that old stadium. You've been recording videos in front of it. It's the factory of sadness. Like don't you want to blow it up? Don't you want Baker Mayfield to start in a new build? Don't you want the don't you want this new iteration of the Browns and Dorsey's Browns to not be in the factory of sadness? Don't you want that? Why is the city so well, angry no, about this? Number one, the factory of sadness changes as soon as they start winning. But number two, that's basically, and guys, we all played with them when we were younger, although maybe I did, you did it, uh, because, you know, you're going to poke your eye out with them. But remember the old erector sets? Yes. That's yeah. what that stadium basically is. It's like, let's throw up some seats, you know, in a vacant lot. You, know, you go to the stadiums, you look at it. However, I've said all along is that, you know what, what a horrible place for a stadium. I know it was there. The baseball stadium actually should be there. You know, on the lake in the summer kind of thing. But the thing is this, you've got to keep the stadium downtown. It thrives on downtown, on down the line. You need a retractable roof. Not a dome. Yes. Retractable roof I so agree. you can get the Super Bowl. Super so you can get Bowl, the NCAAs. Right. However, Dan, I'm going to say this adamantly and vehemently, for a man who's paid out hundreds of millions of dollars of fines for having uh, some unfair practices and for paying his employees to be quiet, okay, he should pay, he being Jimmy Haslam, his family, should pay every freaking cent of the stadium. I don't want to pay a cent, and other people don't either. Yeah, as you talk about paying for a stadium, and we sit here in the Hall of Fame city, I would really like for Canton listeners to kind of pay attention to what happens with that Brown Stadium. And my, my point here is that that Brown Stadium will be publicly financed and privately owned. The exact opposite happened here in Canton, Ohio. And people where lost that, their minds. People lost their minds. Where Tom Benson Stadium is, 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 is privately financed and publicly owned, and people are like, no, it's a bad deal. Dude, NFL cities would kill for the deal that we had with Tom Benson Stadium. Absolutely. So, so just pay attention. Ask San Diego. Right. Pay attention as, as this Brown Stadium gets built, Canton, yeah. Ohio. Wait, Matt, Matt, you just said it's going to be publicly financed. Are you sure of that? Or are you just saying? Well, we can make the assumption, correct? I mean, that's how most. He, you no, know, you don't want to. He has them, doesn't pay for it. The Browns don't pay for it. Then we're not getting a new one. Simply put, we've got other things to worry about. I like it much. I think we. I, I you think, think we're getting it? I think no matter what, the Browns are getting a new building, and we're paying for it. What are we getting, dude? Public's gonna pay for it. So, Fanzone actually said something to me earlier about Tito and the Indians. You know what, Fanzone just asked. Hey, yesterday, Munch, um, it was a doubleheader, and it was a makeup game, and it was a a, a terrible day for baseball. But nonetheless, uh, Tito uh, Terry Francona was able to get his fifteen hundredth victory as a manager. What does that mean for his legacy and 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 where he stands in the uh, in in the in the rankings of baseball managers? Well, number one, he's a Hall of Famer regardless, okay? He's getting to 15 and you saw what he did busted. Number two, Agreed. it just shows, and you know what? There hasn't been fanfare. He's done it like Tito does it. Just grinding, getting his troops motivated, talking to him. I took a talking to him last year, called a meeting right after the All-Star game when they had a disastrous trip to Oakland or San Francisco. That turned things around. Peter's a great manager. Good shot. He's the very best in the game today. It's, it just adds another you know, feather to his cap, another pin on his lapel. Right now, he just wants to win games. Right now, he wants to figure out 
how he can keep a reliever like in the first game with two outs for walking two people, okay? <laughs> That's what he's more worried about right now. And uh, God bless Tito, man. This is good, good people. Guys, you hear him talk. You know, he, he, he talks in superlative. Like when we were little kids getting our ball gloves, Dan and Matt, you know, we're going up to the field on our bikes. We may have baseball cards and our spokes, so it sounds like we've got motorcycles or something. That's Tito. Listen to him talk. Listen to his press conferences. He uses terms like, golly, he was great, and gosh, shucks, I should have pulled him out, this and that. He just loves this game. He's a little kid managing this game, and it's a good thing. That's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. You can find him everywhere free on the iHeartRadio app. Munch, thanks so much for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again next week. My pleasure. A challenge to you guys. I'm hopping in a ride right now to head into the station. Rock me all the way there. Absolutely. (laughs) Happy to do it. For everybody else, you're getting hooked up with $1,000 right now. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. Fantone, guess what I have? I don't know. What do you have? Guess what I have? What do you got? I have something that we would normally wait till Tuesday to run for you, but Uh I can't. All right. Now, we're not going to do it right now. Because I'm actually still waiting for it to completely download. Okay. But I have the new Guns N' Roses song. Okay. We have new Guns N' Roses. You will hear new Guns N' Roses this morning on the program. Nice. New Tour Tuesday on a Friday, baby. I love that. Uh, we're not going to necessarily New Tour Tuesday. It. We'll just okay. kinda, we'll, we'll just run it. Okay. And then, you know what I mean? You and I will listen to it, obviously, as it's running. And then, we'll you know what I mean? We'll probably come back and give our opinion on it. But I don't want a New Tour Tuesday treatment it. I'd rather just let people hear now, it. Now, when, when you say uh, new Guns N' Roses, we talked about this yesterday. They were coming out with like a box version of the early recordings. Um is this one of those, or is this like new music, like it's, new music? It new says music. album release six twenty nine eighteen. So my guess oh. is is that this is one of these unreleased songs that's coming out on that like expanded edition of um, Appetite for Destruction that okay. we were talking about yesterday. I assume it's coming off of that. Okay. Um, I don't totally know that answer, but I, I can only give you the information that was given to me. Okay. And uh, Shadow of Your Love is the name of the song, and like I said, as soon as it's done completely downloading, we will run that for you this morning on the Stansbury Show. I am. Uh, I, I read this, and I think that this is interesting, and I've been noticing it. And amateurism is running... I don't want to say a muck, because that sounds like I have a problem with it, and I don't. But amateurism is growing and growing in this country. And um, it, it started actually, well, I don't know if it started, but it was really, it hit this business really hard with podcasting, right? Like everybody's like, ah, I'm just going to do one out of my mom's basement, right? So you're saying amateurism, what used to be considered a professional thing is now being done by just by, anybody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can be done by anybody. Right? Okay. And um, that's what, that's my thing is like, I, I, because again, with podcasting, especially when you don't have to be beholden to stockholders of a company and the FCC and this yeah. and that, you are kind of an amateur at it. Like, they're, they're, you know what I mean? If you're doing it out of your house, you are an amateur at it. Like when you have to stay within the guidelines of what the company wants and this and that, you are being trained to be a professional. Even if you're making your money from that podcast, I'm yeah. professionally making my money, but I'm still an amateur well, from like, it. Well, like I'm not going to call Adam Carolla an amateur, okay. right? Okay. Like, there, there are going to be levels. I'm not going to call Joe Rogan an amateur, but there are going to be, most podcasts are being done amateurly, right? Well, this is now hitting porn and it's hitting porn in a massive way. Apparently now, homemade porn is on the rise on porn sites. This is what guys want. When they're going there, they want the average thing. And you're starting to see more and more of these like amateur girls become huge porn stars. Um, one of them that's coming off the top of my head that you see on Pornhub a lot is Little Oral Andy. Is like this this new woman, okay, 
who's out there, and she does stuff with her husband, and then occasionally they'll bring another guy in. She does like threesomes with them, and like you could tell it's like close knit. And then like she'll raffle off. You can win a scene with her, and then you go and you film a scene. This is becoming more and more popular these days. And you're also starting to see the big time porn companies start to make more amateur style porn where they're starting to not dress these women up in all the makeup. They're starting not to put them in the spandex outfits. They're starting to just take them on spring break with no makeup and then they'll have sex in Havasu and they'll film it and they'll put it online. That what we're looking for is less production in our sex and in our porn because we want more reality. Yeah, I, I'm not necessarily shocked to find that out. I think no, as as the excess as the access to pornography has become more and more widespread, I think that people have been able to kind of find really what works for them and what was once the stereotype of like, well, this is what a you know always what a, a, a woman in pornography looks like. I don't think is necessarily. You know, it's not it's not it's not one size fits all like it had to be 30 years ago. I would agree with that. I I got to wonder if you are a porn star and I mean star. Are you worried about this? Because guys in radio and TV, when the internet first started to pan out and like all these sports blogs started to come out, guys in radio and TV panicked. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have to be. I mean, I'm sure there's a concern, and I'm sure they've been concerned about this for the past 30 years, which is why so many of them, they go, they make their name within the first two, three years of them being a star, and then they retire and just do the club scene because it's like, well, I can make more money because nobody can give away my lap dance for free where they can totally give my video away for yeah, free. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I, I think... I'm. And I, I mean, I'm sure these women all probably have a little bit of like this digital revolution is is has forever changed how they're going to do business. No question about it. Yeah, I just I got to wonder it, 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 is this it, it's going to put a huge debt in porn or what's going to happen maybe is these porn companies are going to get smart and they're going to go buy these chicks. Well, I was going to say at the end of the day, it will be presented to you as like, Hey, this is an amateur film, but it's really going to be the people of Brazzers putting it on and just, you know, hiding behind, you know, now it, instead of it being called like, you know, milfs, like a big.com, it's going to be like amateur milfs, you know, right. for your play, you know, whatever. There's no such thing as an amateur. Right. Like I, so in, in porn, like once you have, now, well, but I was going to say a lot of those, a lot of people like have channels on Pornhub yeah. where they'll just do it just because they want to do it. Do you, now, do you look at women who are having sex with their husband on film any differently than like Gianna Nicole or like them kind yeah, of chicks? Yeah, I, mean, I do. do. Do I look at it differently in the sense of like at the end of the day, you're still having sex on camera and like putting it out there for the world. So there's definitely common ground there. But if you're only having sex with one person, and I mean, your husband and or right. your partner now, because I, I think there's something because here's what I think happens. I think some of these girls that are in porn start to look at the rise of some of these amateur girls who are starting their own sites out of their houses and going, why am I getting gangbanged? Right, why, right, right, why, right. Why is why are twenty dudes, and why am I in a circle of twenty dudes when this chick has sex with her husband? And I can just, or I can just make this personalized video, charge you for it, put my Amazon wish list out there. You buy me everything. What am, what am I doing here? So there's another there's another angle of this where a male porn star now is kind of doing this, where he has to, his wife is not necessarily a porn star, but she's <sighs> around the business a lot. Wow. She's around the business a lot. She's a sexual person, and she'll have sex with him on film. And what they'll do is they'll bring like other famous. His name's Johnny Sins, and he's like one okay. of the most famous yeah, male yeah, porn yeah. stars out there, right? And his wife Kissa is so hot, dude. Like she's crazy hot. 
and she's like totally down, but she only wants to sleep with him, but they, they'll pull like other women in. And so like, not only is he in like Brazzers films, but then he has his own thing kind of going on where like he sleeps with his wife. So you get, kind of get to get to see her like, dude, that dude made out. Well, I was going to say, I mean, it that seems, made seems, seems like a decent life. Um, the only, he's still allowed to make real films. The only thing I'm going to, uh, that to me will always be like, well, this is why I prefer professionally produced stuff is like, I don't know what's happening on set of these amateur films. Did anybody check these IDs? Do I really know that that woman is of age? Do I really know what's happening there? Where at least with like Brazzers, it's like, well, I have something to hide behind in the sense of like company. They're supposed to be right. They're the ones who are. Che- they're the ones who did this. I would agree. Have you ever pressed play on a video and thought to yourself, "Oh, I should back out of this right now"? I, I, I stay. I stay in the realm of professional. So like, yes, in the big picture, of course, but not from the amateur sense of like, oh, I don't. I don't know what's going on here. Okay, that's fair. I try. I mean. Like that's why I avoid it. I've uh, I've reached I've recently I was always like uh, now again these girls they film for about five years and then they're done. I uh, if that dude I would say it's probably shorter than an average well, NFL. Now yeah, it's shorter than ever. Yeah, because dude, you probably quicker than an NFL career. Because there's so much money to be made outside of the porn business now. Once you've got a name, that I think they film much much more shorter. But recently, dude, it's been Jada Stevens. Okay, your boy's been all dude. I have okay. a type. Give me a thin waist and a big ass, dude, and your boy loves it. Your boy is a huge. Huge, huge fan. We have brand new Guns N' Roses, Shadow of Your Love, that's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Just played you the brand new Guns N' Roses, Shadow of Your Love. Uh, the new album's coming out uh, the 29th of uh, June there. And this it's like a full like re-release of Appetite and you're getting like 50 new un, or like unpreviously unreleased songs. And I gave my opinion on that yesterday. And I've always felt like Appetite was like the best album maybe ever. I think it, you might have to start wrapping your arms around the fact that Appetite for Destruction is the best album ever. And um I was like, dude, when something's that good, you just kind of like leave it alone. Um now, I'm all for them putting out new music. I'm all for that. Like, a new album. Um, I get what they're doing. They're going to make a ton of money. I, I hear it's expensive, but people are going to buy it, and they're going to spend a bunch of money. It's not like you can't do it or that it's egregious to do it. It's just Appetite was that good, but their new song, Shadow of Your Love, there. We would uh, normally hold off till Tuesday. Didn't want to. Guns N' Roses is big enough. Wanted to get it out there now. I will tell you, I would vote not a turd on it. Uh, yeah, it definitely had that Guns N' Roses lives vi- lies vibe to it. It, 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 yes. it totally sounded he like it could have been on like there. That. Yeah. Um, that that song, originally recorded in 1986, was the first song that Guns N' Roses ever practiced together. Obviously, Axel was late to that practice, showed up in the middle of it, started screaming in the microphone, and they all knew what they had. Um, they played it for Appetite for Destruction producer Mike Klink and decided it captured the, the essence of GNR, but for reasons unknown, only came out as a B-side and has now been re-released. Oh, look at that. I did not know that. I mean, it's probably smart. I mean, dude, oh, dude, you got all those songs. What else are you doing with them? Imagine what was on the cutting room floor from that. Because here's the thing. Appetite's so good that I could see great songs not being able to make the cut because of how good everything else was. Well, and, and certainly songs with potential where it's like, dude, you guys are a new band. We've only got 12 songs to work with here. Uh, this one has this one has more legs right now. We're going with this. I mean, you know, that's a decision they would have to make. So 
I'm a fan. I uh, I, I want to hear more. Like they've already they pulled me right back in. I want to hear more. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it has that lies vibe to it. Sounded dangerous. I mean, it was that like aggressive, like you know, kind of in your face, sure. like frantic pace to it. I liked it. We'll uh, we'll run that new Guns N' Roses Shadow of Your Love again sometime in the eight o'clock yeah, hour, and then one more time again in the nine o'clock hour. I feel sure. like Guns N' Roses is one of the biggest bands ever. We could probably give them that treatment, that new one, Shadow of Your Love. But we'll also get you hooked up with a thousand dollars. And uh, clue you in on this new Brown Stadium that's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Played you the new Guns N' Roses Shadow of Your Love. We'll do it again next on Rock 106.9. I'm hearing from people. Some people already don't like it. Not a big fan. Which that's going to be the way new music goes. Another guy told me he's like, new? That song's 30 years old. Most people have never heard it. It was never an official release. It is being officially released, which makes it new. Yeah, it's, yes, it's it, they are it putting is. out a song that was not recorded yesterday. Yes. You're right. It's yes. not necessarily new. It, dude, the nitpicking that goes on in today's society, I just don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Earlier on the program, we were talking about how amateur porn is on the rise. And it's all about how people are not trying to go to these big porn companies anymore to become porn stars. What they're doing is they're just having sex in their house, filming it, starting their own channels, and it's growing massively. From the consumer end, I mean, obviously from like the the entertainer end, that makes sense. I see that. From the consumer end, at least for you personally, because I guess you can't speak for everyone's porn tastes here, sure, uh, do you prefer an amateur style of like, hey, I could actually have sex with that chick, or do you prefer like, oh my god, that woman is so attractive? Yes. I, I, I could I could never obtain that. The answer is yes. Okay. I, and, and because of this, I'm like anybody else, I would imagine, at a different time, I want a different thing. Okay. Like the all right. different strokes for different folks, right there. Okay. Nice one. Okay. Nice one. Like, all right. Set it up. Knock it out. So, I think this is probably not uncommon, or at least I hope it's not. <laughs> all right. Here we go. So, like when I start to like peruse pornography sites, uh-huh. okay, uh-huh. I think I have something in mind. Then you start that, and then you look. Here's the other related videos. Well, let me see oh. one of those. And now you're in the porn rabbit hole. Yep, deeper and deeper. And before you know it, you thought you wanted Jada Stevens, Mm-mm. but by the time you end, it's Alexis Texas. You know what I mean? Like you are at the other end of the spectrum by the time you're done. And so I, I think that happens. But I took this email, and I'm not going to give you this woman's name because I think that this she would probably find this to be ultimately embarrassing. Right. But she's asked for my help here. Okay. She goes, I caught your show, and I, ta- I, I, I caught you talking about Pornhub. This happened to me, so I need your opinion. Is there a difference between paying for something like premium Pornhub channels, like again, browsers will have a channel you can pay for, like premium Pornhub, right. right? Right. Or paying to follow a cam chick, like a cam girl or whatever via Snapchat. She goes, I caught my partner paying to follow Snapchat girls, and he was sending them Amazon gift cards for like their wish lists. She goes, He claims it's the same as paying for regular porn, but I disagree because you can actually talk to these girls via Snapchat and et cetera. We barely have sex as it is. So I was pissed. So what I, this, I'll just read you my response to her verbatim because I think you and I are going to be in agreement here. I said, yeah, I think this may be an issue. My argument would have been that there's so much free porn. Why are you paying at all? Even though we all should, but ultimately like I, I worry about your level of addiction if you feel like you have to pay for these things, right? 
And the cam girl thing is different to me because porn is fine as long as it does not affect your ability to have sex. And it sounds like it is. I think you have a real reason to be upset here. And that would be my thing is that if a woman, dude, if you find out your man likes porn, but he's still like all about you in bed, don't worry about it. But if it's causing sexual issues in your relationship, he's got a porn problem. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say. I mean, I think anytime, that, sure you're, anytime that you're masturbating so much on a regular basis that it's causing a problem in your sexual desire with another actual human, yeah, that's 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 a problem right there. I think it's there. problematic. Um, at the end of the day, though, let's even say you know, I, all right, I still want to have sex with my wife or whatever, um, but I'm still paying this. Cam, Cam girl. girl, I'm still paying this this woman. Um, even even if it's not causing financial strife, like let's say you've got a hundred million dollars and yo, I can afford I can afford the twenty five dollars every month. I can okay. I can afford it. It's not a problem. I still think that at least I mean it's not cheating, but it's a uh, you're getting into close. you're getting into adjacent territory right now. Really close. And now that you've expressed, hey, I don't want you doing this. If he can't stop doing that, it's not like you're saying, "Hey, stop masturbating," because that's unreasonable. That's like, oh well, what are you? What are you well, right? What are you? Gonna, what are you going to do to a person here? But like, you're saying, remove this out of the equation, and if he can't do that, and honestly, for me, I'm I'm broken up here. This is already. If I'm this woman, I've already gone. We we're already down this rabbit hole too far. But if he can't stop this behavior with you telling him to. Obviously, you're in a real problem there. Now, what I would tell her is I would not get hung up on the fact that you can speak to these Snapchat girls because let's, I'm just going to be honest with you. They are never, and I mean never, unless you have a billion dollars, are they going to hook up with a dude who pays them? They, no. Those girls look at you as an ATM, and they are taking you off their sex board the minute you pay. But as as the partner... It's like a stripper. But Once a, you pay her to dance for you, she's not banging but, you. But as the partner in this relationship, I guess it's different to me because... Yes, she doesn't have that intention. You do. You do. You do. It's still an issue. I just, I would not live in fear of this girl coming to Ohio to bang your boyfriend. No, 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 no. She no. wants nothing to do with your boyfriend. I would be very concerned, though, of your boyfriend financially ruining himself because this chick keeps telling him, like, oh, well, you know, if you send me this $500 Amazon gift card, I'll do this and I'll say your name. And he's going to keep feeding it. He's going to keep feeding yeah, it. Yeah, he will. And then it's going to be like, well, number one, he's not having sex with you. Number two, he's not contributing to any Bills, you know what I'm saying? He's just sitting around masturbating all day. Like, dude, I, I, there's a lot of problem here. Now, I may be going too far with this assessment, okay? So I guess let, we'll examine it. But I would also be paying attention to what's he paying for? What, what do these women look like? Are they that much different than you? Now, I know fantasy is one of those things, like, I kind of want what I don't have at home. I kind of right, get it. Right. But I would be a little worried that if I were a woman and... And my boyfriend was paying for pornography on Snapchat, of all things, and then paying women who look nothing like me and is this addicted to it where we're sending gift cards to it. I would be like, dude, you don't want something that looks like me. Yeah, I mean, and 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 yes, there's certainly that of like, well, what is it about this woman that that's that's drawing you in? It's not like it's not like if you want to go to you know what is it ninthstreetlatinas.com because like yo, this is the site for me. But this is one woman specifically that you keep zeroing in on. It, I hate, dude, it's certainly a problem. I hate to be the accuracy police. Oh, sorry, what is it? But it's Eighth Street. Eighth Street. Latinas. I'm sorry. Here I am talking about Ninth Street. <laughs> I, uh, what are we talking about? I hate to be the accuracy God, man, police. Don't get it right and pay the price. Get it right. I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would not send Amazon gift cards uh-uh. or porn star wish lists uh-uh. and all that stuff. I, to me, it's like any other addiction, dude. You're going up the ladder. Once, once you start paying someone directly, if you're paying a company, 
okay, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Then at least it's like, well, you're paying the overall company. Once you start sending something to a specific person, you're at least cheating to Jason at that point. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I would tell you that I think it might be time for you to address yeah. Yeah. some serious issues in your relationship because I think they're probably only going to get worse from here. Once you stop having sex with your partner, if and now look, people go in lulls, right? It's peaks yeah. and valleys, peaks and valleys for sure. But like once you like stop and you're addressing that conversation and it's still not getting better, I would worry about what's going on and I would maybe start thinking about a back out plan. That would just be my advice, but I'm probably a little I'm probably too quick to pull the trigger and be like, dude, let's get out leave of this. Leave him. Leave him. I'm telling uh, you right now, leave him. He's I, a bum. I <laughs> Oh, fantastic. I am, dude. You do it. I'm telling you. That might be a little too far. New Guns N' Roses, Shadow of Your Love, after you get hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Just played you the new Guns N' Roses. I know. It's not technically new. It's recorded in 1986. I know. I know. I know. I know. Shut up. It is officially being released now as a single, making it new Guns N' Roses. Shadow of Your Love. The new album will be out on the 29th of next month. So it's not even out yet. But it's it's old. It's old. It's not even out yet, but it's old. You're old. You're dumb, Stansberry. Uh, we are hoping to have Albert God. Wooden from Save 22 on the air with us at 9 o'clock. He will be here as close to 9 as humanly possible. His wife has just been rear-ended in a <sighs> traffic accident, so we're, we may have to bump Albert the first right. segment and just do him for the second of 9 o'clock, but okay. we'll keep you updated with that. Move him around. And we'll play you that new Guns N' Roses again in the 9 o'clock hour as well. Stansberry going on a uh, on a little hike tomorrow. I'm very excited to get the report. Have you uh, have you got your all prepared for the Save 22 hike? You're ready. I'm ready. Okay. I, like, again, like I, you know, they tell me it's about just under seven miles, which I do about seven miles in the gym, about three four times a week. So that shouldn't really be an issue. Not worried about like you know the uh, what do I want to say the deep woods expedition? You got boots? What are you doing? You just went, you just going wearing jeans and a t shirt? What are you uh, deep woods? Well, it's going to hike, and you guys are going out in the. I think it's. I mean, I mean, I saw pictures from last year, and it looked like a lot of pavement. Okay. So okay. I, but I don't know. I guess we'll ask Albert that today. Right. Stansberry gonna have to have a compass. What is he gonna need? Who knows? Who knows? Another shot of the thousand dollars nine ten as well. Need that. All right, I was wrong. I was way wrong. And I honestly cannot believe this. I can't believe it. Because they don't need it. And so I don't understand why you would invite trouble into your business, why you would invite negative press around your business when you don't absolutely need it. I understand how sometimes when an NFL team needs a shot in the leg like you'll hire you'll you'll get a linebacker who's been accused of domestic violence or whatever and you're like well dude we kind of need this guy like he's that great right it's good you know what i mean he's that dominant i don't like it but i understand how that happens but your childhood is coming back to life because all of ours are i was gonna say yeah dude all of our childhoods and the wwe is just about done with the deal to bring back arguably what is their best star ever Hulk Hogan back into the organization. The deal to bring Hogan back to the WWE is all but done. According to TMZ, who I believe. And I'm shocked by this. I really thought 
that in well when he had done it which was 2017 when when it came out but when there's tapes of you using the n-word in the fashion that the hulkster did and it's all over the news that people were going to be like and i remember saying that day like dude this isn't the wwe this stuff happens in fedex arena the pepsi arena mm-hmm. like dude these are companies it's not like, dude. This stuff isn't. This isn't the OCW arena. This no. is the. This is multi-billion-dollar companies own these buildings where this stuff is happening. And I thought for sure those companies were going to be like, dude, don't bring that dude to my building. The hell are you doing? I thought yes. for sure it was going to be like that. Yes, no question about it. Um, initially, right out of the gate, I mean, it's, 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 it's something that came out recently within the past three years, and it's race related. So I can completely understand why it's like, bro. We don't want anything to do with this right now. I would not want to be the first arena to have Hulk. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's been enough time in America. We can make the argument, has it been enough time? But it's been like two years, dude. And like, I know that doesn't sound like much, but to the American public's, uh, what do I want to say here? Their attention span? Two years is forever. Two years might as well be two, two decades, right? Yeah, and this is, I, and, and again, this is another reason why I wanted to talk about this. I know you're going to be excited to see the Hawks are. Now I know you don't go along with what he had said. I know you find that to be, you know, terrible. But this is what I'm always saying is the outrage over the Hulkster using the N-word was everywhere. And now you don't even care a little. And this is what I'm always saying about this stuff is that people, and Matt Groening was so right the other day, where people like to pretend you're offended. You're not really offended. You're not really bothered by things. You're bothered by them in the moment. But if you're really bothered by it, you're bothered today too. Um, Hogan recently came out and talked to a... uh... It was a group of young people. I, I can't remember exactly what it was for, but he talked about the mistakes he made, and he talked about like, hey, uh, you know, essentially kind of making, what do I want to say? Trying to make some sort of like, learn from my mistakes. This was a mistake. This was an issue for me, and trying to make it right. Any, 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 like, well, at least he's doing something to, you know. I like second chances in life because I believe people need them, right? And people make mistakes. I, my, myself, have made many mistakes. As a matter of fact, I'm on what most people would consider to be a second shot at my career. Second shot at my life. Okay? So I'm all for them. And, I, and, we, and we need them. My problem is not with the WWE. It's really not. It's not with, how are you going to look the other way on this? My problem is with the American people. It is with the public. It is with the outrage. Because I remember saying then, you're not really outraged by this. Well, I mean, how many of those people that said they were really outraged... Uh, we're going to watch anyway. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it possible for me to say, like, dude, that was completely inappropriate. I do not approve of that behavior. Even though I'm not a WWE fan, I was never going to watch anyway. I guess my point is, is then why, if you're not a fan of it or if you're not involved in it, why do you feel the necessity to pile on and say, I don't approve of this thing that was going on inside this thing I don't care about? Can't you just be a person who doesn't care about it? All can the way around I, can, then. Can I still care about race relations even though I don't care about WWE? Yes, I think you can care about race relations. I'm not sure Hulk Hogan using the N-word in a video is indicative of the race relations that you want to care about. You can think it's inappropriate, but this rushing... What it is, Fantone, is it's... This is what I always say about social media. It is a race to find out who the best white person on the planet is. And every time... Which I have no interest in playing that game. Absolutely none. But what happens here is is that people are like, this is the hot story of the day, and I have to look good to Sean White, so I'm going to say now... Or Sean King, sorry, and I'm going to say this, that 
that way everybody knows that's a good white person. So it's it, disgusting. So, so if 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 I find something if I find something inappropriate or offensive, saying something about it, you know what I mean? Like so I, I could. It's not that you can't say it. It's that I don't believe you really find it offensive. I don't. Did you find that offensive? I think it's inappropriate to do it. Did I find it personally offensive to me? Not even a so little. So is it getting caught up in the word offensive as, a, as opposed to inappropriate? We're getting caught up in whether or not it affects you as a person. You can think something's inappropriate, but you are not offended. You are not. You are not. So you can only be offended by things that directly affect you. I don't. I, no, 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 no. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say what most people do is they take something and they go, oh, well, that's that's you shouldn't do that. And then they fight it as if they were wronged and they are offended where you're not. You're not. Because if you were, if, if we were really offended by what Hulk Hogan did, he would not be coming back to the WWE. This is what I'm always saying about these issues. You don't really care. So stop running off at the mouth about how much you do care because you are a fraud. You are all frauds. So the problem is, is when you overextend yourself trying to write something that you isn't necessarily wrong against what, you. My problem is is that people who are legitimately offended or bothered by these things get drowned out by people who want to be a part of a movement, who don't care at all, who just want to be involved in the thing of the day. So your silence would be better than yes. your fake... That, that silence is better than fake outrage. Absolutely it is. I, I would much rather you be silent. I would much rather you not pipe up if you don't really care enough to see it all the way through to the end, which you don't, because you're going to turn on USA and watch the Hulkster wrestle. You're going to watch the Hulkster and the vitamins, hobby. You're going to do it. Why? What he said is still an abomination today. You were mad then. Don't care even a little now, which means to me, you don't really care. Otherwise, you would still be passionately angry. So you... I, I, I guess I guess I'm just I'm just trying to find where that line is because like there's plenty of things that you genuinely care about within like let's use the NFL for an example. Okay. There's plenty of things that you're passionately against. So are you really that against you know dogfighting since they let Michael Vick back in? I am more. I, I here's who I am as a person. I don't believe you should dogfight. But I also know I'm not the kind of person who can stick out an NFL boycott because I want to watch games. So I'm not going to tell the NFL. I would rather they don't let dogfighters in and domestic violence abusers in, murderers in, but they do. So so your love for football supersedes that yes. your your disgust for dogfighting yes. or, or, or domestic violence or whatever. It must because I still watch the games. So it must. I would love to sit here and say that it doesn't because that sounds like a nicer, more appropriate, more 2018 thing to say. But it must be true, because I'm still lining up every Sunday to watch games. I don't care who they put on that field. They put murderers out there, and I'm like, yeah, dude, turn on that game. I just bet 600. I can't wait to see if I win. So as much as I want to care about dogfighting, as much as I want to care, dude, domestic violence is horrible. But not that horrible. But it's, but it's obviously not bad enough, because there I am watching it on Sunday. And, dude, it's also one of the reasons why I'm not running off at the mouth about how a problem all this stuff is. Because, ultimately, I know me as a person. This is why I'm always railing against this stuff. You don't have the moral fabric to stick it all the way through. You don't. Because so, here comes the whole So, people that do. But, I mean, there's, it hasn't happened yet. So, you don't know if people are going to embrace it or not, right? Well, I don't see, the, I don't see a lot of demonizing them. This news broke yesterday. All I'm saying is... 
it, it's this is what happens is you hear the audio and you're offended that day because you just heard the audio. But it's been two years since you heard it. And so you're like, oh, well, I mean, what do I care, dude? I grew up in the 1980s. And if the Hulk, if you saw the Hulk rip his shirt open, then you had a good childhood. We don't really care. We pick and choose. We drop the ball. We do like, oh, yeah, I cared about that a year ago. Now I don't. If you care about it, then you care about it now. But you don't. Because if you did, the WWE and these billion-dollar corporations that own these buildings where this stuff is going to go down wouldn't allow this guy in their buildings ever. But you don't really care. You want to pretend you do so everybody around you thinks you're nice. You can be nice without caring about every single issue out there. Did you not know that? You can still be a quality person without taking up the charge for everything. And ultimately, you're watering down causes. Allow people who really believe in this stuff to fight it. Otherwise, what happens is, is you get guys like me who are pointing out all the frauds and going, see, dude, this is why I can't be down with any of this stuff. Because it's all being driven and surrounded by people who don't really care about it. They're moving you around the Twitter board where they want you. And they're making money off of you trying to prove to you and to yourself and to everybody you know what a good person you are. You are being hustled at every turn. You got to start thinking for yourself. You can think race relations are a problem in this country because guess what? They are. But demonizing the Hulkster one day and then letting them wrestle in your backyard the next isn't helping it. Not even close. If you're going to stand up for these things, then you got to stand all the way up or sit down. More Sansbury Show next. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. To the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're online for you at WRQK.com. I believe he has made his way to the building. Albert Wooden from Save 22 going to be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. Save 22 is an organization that raises the awareness that 22 servicemen and women a day commit suicide. That number is way too high, and Save 22 feels like they can put a huge dent in it already working on it, have been for a while now. And they're doing their annual hike tomorrow. I will be taking part. I will actually be hiking in this. And so Albert's going to come in, kind of clue you in on when the hike is, how you can get registered, what else Save 22 may be involved in. Uh, He and I are trying to put together some things where we're going to take guys who are fresh home, men and women, I should say, fresh home, uh, out golfing, kind of get them back in, in, you know, doing some stuff every day. Idle hands, I believe, are are terrible. My dad always taught me that. Got to keep the mind moving. You know, keep the body active, keep the mind active, and uh, you, your life ends up a little bit better there. Purpose is uh, is really important in life. So we'll talk to Albert about all of that coming up 9 o'clock. And uh, we appreciate Safe 22 spending some time with us this morning. Fresh off the back of Roseanne's success, and I have not been keeping up with her ratings. I'd, I'd be interested to find out like where they are and if they're holding. I don't think she'll continue to do what they did the first week because you know anticipation kind of builds in, and then you know you're gonna have people who were excited to see it, and then what will happen is they'll funnel back out, and you'll be left with like the core. Um, I'm I'm guessing it's still gonna be pretty high, but not as high. As of May 2nd, so a couple of days ago, TV ratings. Roseanne sheds over 25% of audience, loses Tuesdays to NCIS. Wow. So it's now the number two show on Tuesday night. Still not a bad bad place to be. Number two, still not bad in in the realm of TV. I bet they're still overall happy. Yeah, I think you'd be okay with it. I think you would. Um, And I expected some drop-off. I really did. I mean, those numbers you knew the first week out. Uh, People have been waiting, right? Of course, of course, of course. So fresh off the back of that, Tim Allen now back on Twitter and hinting at the fact that Last Man Standing, his show, that people claimed or felt like got yanked off because of its conservative viewpoint. Um, 
had been taken off the air because of it. Now, I didn't think so. They were about six years in, and sometimes shows don't run that long. Was on ABC, correct? Yes. So was on ABC the same network playing Roseanne? Roseanne. Okay. So, I, yeah, I, and I always said that, that, that that's what kind of f- uh, flew in the face of that because they had already announced Roseanne was coming back. Right. So if they were afraid of the conservative business, why were they bringing Roseanne back and, and letting Tim Allen go? As a lightning rod of it. I mean, uh, Roseanne just wasn't kind of like, hey, I'm going to come out here and, you know, this is just what I think. This was a very, like, concentrated, hey, this is why you should pay attention to this. Now, whatever Tim Allen was saying behind the scenes or whatever, and if that was part of the reason, I don't know. It wasn't there. You're saying, like, was he... was he bring- Bringing arguments with people okay, about okay, his politics okay. or whatever? Well, like, did that do it? There's something to be said about that, too, of, like, listen, you can have your opinions, but when you bring them to work and your boss is like, yo, dude, shut up, quit arguing about politics with your coworkers, it, it, that's not like, a, you're, you're suppressing my free speech. That's like, no, dude, this is work. Like, this is where we're supposed to be doing work, not you spouting off what you think politically. Unless you're a wide receiver. Then go to work and spout off about it. But you are ultimately... Your right. boss's decision. You know yeah. what I mean? If no, they want to no. they want to let you argue... You, you go ahead and argue. Most but, places will not. Well, right. So I don't know what was happening there. But he's, but he's tweeted out, stay tuned. They heard all your voices, people. Last Man Standing might be a reality. Keep it up. Who wants more? Hashtag Last Man Standing. And I am guessing, I guess now another network's looking to jump in and do this. The Fox wants Last Man Standing, I guess. Right. And I don't know what Fox's lineup is. I've been a cord cutter for a little while now. I have no idea what the, what the TV network lineup is. I know the TV landscape is very, very hard right now. Yeah, well, there's so many there's so many people taking swings right now, so many different things. Where it's yeah, it is. It, it, it's tough to it's tough to get any sort of traction. I have cable, and I don't even know what Fox's lineup is really. I, I don't know, and I guess it's partially because I go to bed early, and a lot of what I watch on TV is like either on demand or whatever. But like, I don't I don't know what their line their primetime lineup is. Now, somebody close to production at Fox has told Fox News that this is all speculation. you got to be careful here. Worth that no- Tim Allen's tweet will speak for itself. Worth noting that Fox News and Fox Broadcasting Company, yes, under the same umbrella, but two separate arms right there. One doesn't necessarily know what the other one's doing. Right, 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 right. They're not... It, it's it, very much like I worked for CBS once in this business, and the radio division has nothing to do with the TV division. Right. Like, nothing. You're not going to necessarily know. And, well, I mean, dude, we work for iHeartMedia right now. I don't know what Ryan Seacrest is doing later today. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, 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 there's a lot of different, you know... His pool boy. Okay, okay is, well. is what's going to be, be being done later. But I would imagine Fox is going to take a swing at this, right? Somebody. Not, not necessarily because there's a lack of conservative viewpoint on TV. I don't think that's what it is. I think there's a lack of stars on TV, and Tim Allen is a star. Yeah, and everyone and desperately in the in the business of like gaining attention, like, yeah. And after seeing this success with Roseanne, I mean, like you said, even if they did fall to number two, you fall still you, you still want you still want that in your arsenal. Sure you, you want do. that card in your hand right there. So no, I I wouldn't be surprised at all to find out i think the reason it got canceled in the first place is because like you said it had gone six, six or seven seasons at that point you've made enough shows to put it into syndication therefore continue to make your money but you don't have to keep spending money on it you know what to i mean make it yeah so it's like right. well now well now that now that we've made them we don't have to continue to do it because we have enough to sell now i don't love sitcoms because 
again, I feel like I can see him coming down the down the road from a mile out. Like, dude, every punchline in in a sitcom, I can tell you what it's going to be five minutes before they say it. I can tell you where the setup is. I can just I can just kind of see it. Right now, some of them are fine, and even the ones where you can see, like, dude, I was a I was a fan of Friends. You could see all those jokes coming from a mile too. So I can be pulled into fandom over anything, just like anybody else. But I don't really love sitcoms anymore. But I will admit that when Last Man Standing was on, I watched this one a little bit, and even in rerun, like you know what I mean. I will, I will, syndication is what they call it now. I will even watch some of those. Now, partially because I find Tim Allen to be appealing, and I do like the fact that it was, it was a different side of the aisle versus everything else I hear on television these days. That was kind of nice. But ultimately, dude, it was the woman who played his middle daughter, Molly Ephraim, who sold that whole show because she was, dude, seriously hot. Considering how there are millions upon millions of people in America who are on the right side of the aisle, why isn't there a bigger, why isn't there like a platform? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's money to be made. There's eyeballs to be sold to. There's an audience to see. Why isn't there that counter? Because it's like, well, every late night host. And it's like, well, where's where's the answer? Where's the flip? People are afraid. They're afraid. The left is better at demonizing the other side. And people are afraid to put it out because of the hashtags, the retweets, and you're in this business. People are afraid. But, but the Fox News empire isn't afraid of that. They know they're the making money. Why, why isn't there like the equivalent of that in I, entertainment? I, I, I wish I had an answer because you are right about the Fox News thing there a little bit. But I think people maybe expect there to be a news thing. This is entertainment. And I don't know if that's the difference, but I do think it's fear. I think people are afraid of the Sean King Twitter mob and that if you are on this other side, of, I think people are afraid of being called racist. I really do. And if you are, and if that's the, then that's the way we sell this stuff now. That if you're a conservative, automatically you're racist. Right, right. I mean, it is sold that way. Sure, I, I think, which is crazy, by the way. I think from the, I think from the, from the perspective of like what we're sold. Yes, do I think that's what's actually happening no. in life? No. But at the end of the day, there's, like I said, there's still that money to be made, and they're doing it in other avenues. Well, I mean, I, I think maybe what's happening here, Fantone, is that it's not happening yet. Maybe what's happening is we're coming across this bubble where this leftist ideology has taken over everywhere. And I think maybe what's happening is people are starting to go, especially with like this girl's prom dress the other day that was a problem and shouldn't have been. And like these all this stuff that maybe what's happening is even left leaning people hand fully raised right here are getting tired of the way we sound it, it, of getting tired of the way everything sounds and the constant witch hunting of these fake problems it's just it's just to me the answer has always been from the other side to me it's like well just let the free market take care of it and if there's an audience there for it and if people are going to buy it we're going to make it and we're going to do it it's like well where's the conservative Facebook then like you know what I'm saying like if, if that's the, always been the solution it's like well this problem should take care of itself because there's literally millions and millions and I'm admitting that millions of millions of people who think that way, half the country. It's. I, I think what happens there is, of course, my aunt's on racist Facebook. You see what I'm saying? It's like, dude, once you disagree with these people, they go to bigot, racist, sexist, any ist they can wrap their arms around, and people are getting tired of being called these things, and I think there are network executives who are like, you know what, dude, I don't need this drama. Fine, if this is what you want, if you want if you want this bleeding, sissified stuff, then we'll just make that. It's what's hot right now. Everything goes in cycles. It's what's hot right now. The bubble will burst, and what's got, I guarantee you, this. I was thinking about this last night, as a matter of fact. Let's, we'll take radio. Dude, back in the 90s, you loved Howard Stern. 
You loved that version of Howard Stern because he was in your face. He said the inappropriate things. He sexualized every guest. But, but today you pretend like that kind of radio would make you throw up in your car. You're lying. All of us are lying. We are going along with what we're told is nice so nobody calls us a mean word. And sooner or later that bubble will pop and we're going to go back to inappropriate television, inappropriate radio, and people are going to exhale and go, we have found our resolve. We are tough again. We are America. You will not knock us down again. That is happening. It will happen. It's going to be a little slow, but it will happen. Albert Wooden from Save 22 in the studio next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry. It is boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106. Knock 106.9. Welcome back to the news. Uh, nope. 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 <laughs> Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, where you will be hearing new Guns N' Roses momentarily. There it is. We'll also be getting you hooked up with $1,000. But joining us now in the studio, our good buddies from Save 22. For those of you that are unaware, Save 22 is a veterans organization that raises awareness for the fact that 22 servicemen and women a day take their lives. Uh, you can find out more at save22.vet or by calling 1-800-273-8255. And also that number is available to you if you are a veteran who f- might feel like you maybe need some help. Save 22 will help you. Albert Wooden, you and I have become close friends, and, I, um, uh, and, and I'm happy to uh, have that. I'm proud to have that. And um, your organization, before we get into the hike tomorrow, I just for those people that have maybe never heard you on the air with us before, let's get into a little background about Save 22 and how it is you came about to do this. Um, so it, it started about three years ago, probably around March, April. Um, Tom Endorf, he's a Marine. Okay. Um, having some issues and decided that he was going to just take a little walk and see clear his head. Okay. So Tom ends up calling Jason, who's another Marine. Jason calls Nick, who's right by my side here, who's a Navy guy. Nick calls Marsha. They all call me. We all get together. We all sit around. We have this little hike together, just walking around and sitting on the back porch and thought, man, we feel so much better just being able to talk. Right. And if it works for us five, what could it do if we went bigger? I like it. So, we threw together, literally threw together a hike. We had 800 and some people show up. Wow. And uh, that is well, a lot. You know, it just. For just kinda, slapping one together, that's a lot. Yeah, honest, slapping it together. Uh, honest, yeah. And Nick can attest, we literally went by the seat of our pants and threw it together. And the next hike will be tomorrow. I um I love what your organization does. I uh I've said many 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 times I did not serve this country in the military. My father did. Did not talk about it a lot. Um, and I, I know a lot of guys don't. His reasoning for not wanting to talk about it a whole lot is he, I felt like there was some guilt on his plate because he did not come home with problems the way a lot of guys he served with did. And I felt like he felt like he got away with it. Like he, you know what I mean? Like, and so, um, he didn't really like diving into it a whole lot, but I know like the phone would ring late at night, guys would show up at the house. And it wasn't until I got a little older when he started to explain to me what was going on. And I was like, oh, okay, now I kind of get it. And so I think what you guys do is massively important. I, uh, I, I love it. Thank you. Why, why do you guys feel like, and I'm glad Dan brings this up because I think there is a little bit of, you know, veterans of wars past maybe came home and called it shell shocked or, you know, maybe hit it a little bit more or something like that. Why do you think things are so different now for soldiers returning as opposed to 30, 40, 50 years ago? I really don't think it's different. It just was classified differently. Okay. Now with the new medical terms of the PTSD, the TBI, uh, you know, I'm unaware. What is TBI? 
Go ahead. I'll it's, read uh, <laughs> it's traumatic brain injury. You know, it could be from a, a close explosion, something like that, right. or, or things like that, getting hit in the head, concussions, you know, just being around that type of Man. environment. So so what once would have been classified as, well, you just got a case of the crazies or, right. you know, is now you is, is actually wrong. is actually getting yeah. the, the, the attention yeah. and, 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 yeah. and the, the support that it, it, it deserves there. Yeah, and, and a lot of it, too, is, is the willingness. Now I think of, well, first of all, social media, which is a curse and a blessing both. Yes. But, you know, I think the social media – being able to reach out to organizations like ours, having, you know, other people, you know, like Nick, Nick knows me. He, he reads me pretty well. He knows when things are happening, you know, and having those connections with other battle buddies, I think it's got a lot easier because we're noticing too, in our organization, a lot of the Vietnam vet air guys are starting to come forward and, and express. Yes. Okay. Right, yeah. yeah. I could see it. Cause I think, well, there's definitely more acceptance now and uh, in the, you know, I may need a little help. And I think what the, this country's getting better at when somebody asks for help, not calling it out as weakness. We are getting better as a nation at that. Um, I do have one question. It's a little off topic, um, but but I noticed this among service guys, and I'm interested to know why. Um, Nick, you were a Marine? No, I was in the Navy. Navy. Okay, and Albert, you were Army, correct? I was Air Force. Air, okay, see, this is what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> do the Air Force guys get knocked around? Like, I noticed, dude, when you start following, like, a, a bunch of service guys on Twitter, dude, they all back. And my dad was in the Air Force. But, you, dude, you guys get bagged on. Why is that? It's just always been that way between the branches of the service. I mean, you know, we, we joke around with Tom, our founder. We're like, you know, don't give him a pen. Give him a b- bottle of glue and crayons. You know, because that's <laughs> oh kind of a standing joke. You know, give him some crayons, sit him in the corner, and he's good. Um, it's just always been that way. But I think when it comes down to it, and, you know, like, I can – speak for myself, you know, we did a lot of training with the Marines and the Army. So when it came down time to do your job, nobody cares. Right. As, I know that Nick's going to have my back if right. we're going to go do something because we've done that training together. So I think the joking aside is... It's brothers messing it, with brothers, right? right? Exactly. It's, it's pick on my little brother. Because he, he, here's why I always think about it, though, right? Is that when you watch other people do things, some people think it's okay to do it. And what I'm, <laughs> what I'm worried is going to happen to some guy one day is he's going to mess with somebody who was in the Air Force and make fun of him, and he didn't serve. He's going to get mopped up outside of a bar, and he's just going to get cleaned up, yeah. right? And I just see it happening. I just, I absolutely see that happening. And if you're just joining us, we're talking to Nick and also Albert from Save 22. It's an organization raising awareness on the fact that 22 servicemen and women a day take their lives. Their website is save22.vet. If you're a veteran feeling like you need some help, you can call 1-800-273-8255. They are doing a hike tomorrow for awareness. I am taking part in this. I believe Fantone's going to show up as well. Probably won't be hiking in it, but I, uh, I hear it's about seven miles. I think I can do it. <laughs> um, and we're going to find out more information on that hike and how you can get involved with it. That will be after New Guns and Roses next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock. 106.9 The Stansberry Show Canton's Rock Station Rock 106.9 106.9 Welcome back to The Stansberry Show We're on Rock 106.9 We're also online for you at WRQK.com Teresa will have another $1,000 for you Coming up at 1010 Just plays you the new Guns N' Roses Shadow of Your Love we're joined in studio by Albert and Nick from Save 22. Their website is save22.vet. It is a veterans organization raising awareness that 22 servicemen and women a day uh, commit suicide. That number's way too high. 
Um, before we get involved in this uh, hike that you guys have tomorrow, and again, I will be hiking in it, I um, I want to talk to you about House Bill 202. I know you guys are pretty pumped about this. And for the audience members that do not know, kind of uh, give us a background on what House Bill 202 is. So House Bill 202 is setting forth um, the first Saturday in May for the state of Ohio will be Veteran Suicide Awareness Day. Um, that Jason worked on that very hard with uh, our rep, Andy Thompson. Okay. So that just got passed. So this hike that you're going to take part in is kind of historic because this will be the first Saturday. Awesome. That it's recognized in the state of Ohio. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. So now I have Save22.Vet pulled up, and you're doing your third annual Veteran Suicide Awareness Hike. This is tomorrow at Carroll County Vets Club is where we will start. Um, registration begins at 7 a.m. The hike will step off at 10 a.m., um, this year's keynote speaker is Dog Tag Dave from N22, which I'm, a, which I'm guessing is a similar organization just somewhere else in the country. Right, correct. Yeah. Madison Rising will be the band performing at the festivities, and they'll also have some food, some craft vendors and the like. And then our good buddies, you and I share a friend, uh, Jason, the merch guy for Mushroom Head, was nice enough to grab us a mask from Mushroom Head, and it's actually signed inside by members of the band. And you will be doing what? Like raffling that off tomorrow, right? Right. It is available on our website. If okay. you go there to the Save 22 gear, you can actually buy a raffle ticket for it. It's strictly online. Oh, cool. And then at 1 o'clock, we'll hit the randomizer on the on the raffle, and we'll pick a winner. Okay, so to buy a raffle ticket, the only way you can do it is at save22.vet. Correct. Okay, cool. And then we will be raffling that off tomorrow. Um, I have never been to the Carroll County Vets Club. I'm looking forward to this. About how many people do you know that you have registered for the hike? So pre-registration right now stands at 400. Wow. And I, we can each attest to at least 20 to 30 people that we know individually that will that have not registered that will be there. So, I mean, the numbers are looking Me. great. Yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> Me. You, right yeah, you. So, so tomorrow, uh, we can you can come up, you can register, you can get it on all site. done tomorrow. Yeah, on site, on yes. site, it literally takes less than a minute. You're okay. signing your line, sign, uh, sign your life away. Yeah, all right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you belong to us now. No, um, it's, you're just signing a waiver and, and filling out a little information. It's pretty easy. So okay. let's get some information on the hike itself. Because there's been some speculation. <laughs> there's been, if Phantom feels like what you guys are going to do is leave me off into the woods, and I said, I was like, dude, what if they put bars of soap in a pillowcase and beat me with them? Like, I don't, I don't want no that. private pile moments here. But uh, no, 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 please not. But um, it, it is predominantly for people who may be interested, but like, I don't know, physically, can I do it? It is predominantly over paved roads, correct? That is correct, yes. All it, paved roads, uh, one gravel road to take care of. That's fine. And yeah. it's about seven miles. Just about, yeah. Which isn't that bad at all. No, you can do it. You can do it. And the nice thing about the hike, too, is, like, for me personally, you know, I, I tend to gravitate towards the back of the field where all the old fat guys are. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, that's, to me, that's kind of cool. Want to hold hands? <laughs> you and I will be together. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's cool because you get to share those stories with those Vietnam vets. Sure. You know, and that's basically, to me, that's what this hike's about is, is having each other's back, getting those stories, finding out what, you know, somebody's going through and letting them open up. You know, that's that's the beauty of this hike, in my opinion, is to be able to share that. I want to um, I, I know a lot of guys, men to, or women too, rather, sorry, um, are listening, have served this country um, in the military. And I texted you about this and, and I, I want to say it again. We talked about it on the show the other day, but I want to mention it again because I think it's important. But our friends over at Elite Security Consultants 
are looking for staff members. They're looking to hire about 100 people for security jobs. And it's not a prerequisite that you have served in the military, but they obviously like the fact that you've had some sort of training like that. And again, they're in Canton on market. It's uh, just outside of downtown. They're looking to hire 100 people. And they were telling me the other day that if you go in there, they can probably put you to work that night. And the job starts at like 16 bucks an hour. So not so Pretty bad, right? right? right. But yeah, it's not so bad, right? So like, I know they are looking to fill about 100 people and uh, they like veterans. Not Like I said, not a prerequisite, but it probably will give you a leg up in that. And we did share that through some of our social media. Good. Site, so it is out there. Thank you for that. No, no problem. It's the least we can do. I uh, I love hearing when companies are willing to do. As Stansberry brings that up, and I think that's a good point. One of the one of the big challenges that I think returning veterans, or at least that I've had experience with people talking to returning veterans, is getting back into that sense of like the not the real world, but like the civilian world, in the sense of like, all right, well now it's back to work, and it's a hard enough time for anyone to find a job. So the fact that there's groups like that that are looking to hire vets is great. Um, but when it comes to other stuff, when it comes to you you know, dealing with, you know, civilians, dealing with the day-to-day life. Like, what do you think those challenges are that are kind of in front of veterans? And how do we, as John Q. Public, how do we help bridge that gap? I'll take that. Um, what that is, is finding mission and purpose. Uh, when veterans come home, they, they lack mission and purpose. When you're in the military, it's like being a part of a tribe. You have a job. You have Told. a specific thing to do. Yes. You, 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 your time is figured out for you, and, and right. you have not mission, but you, you do have purpose, and I believe idle hands are bad. Right, yes. So in the military, you're working together on one specific task or one specific job or, or mission. Uh, when you get back to the civilian world and they cut you loose, you, you're out on your own. So that's where things tend to get bad. I, uh, Which is crazy to me. I it just, it's, it's, you would think that more companies just because of the good pat on the back you would get from the community would be more open to hire veterans. Like, you know, like you guys say to me all the time, you know, Hey, thanks for having us on. And, and I understand that. Right. But there, nothing is selfless. You know what I mean? Like I believe in what you guys are doing. So I want to help you promote it and I want to get involved in this hike, but it would be a lie to deny that it's good for my business. You know what I mean? It is. It's good for my it, – it, it helps you with the popularity thing, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just surprised that more companies aren't like, you know what? Not only am I going to get a qualified applicant, but I'm also going to get a little bit of a bump or a kiss of friendliness from the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you would it, think, right? And it's like we talked at Tozies, you know, when when you when you know we thank you and all those people coming up and just thanking you and and Matt, you know, just for the little things you guys are doing. You're like, well, I don't deserve any thanks. What did I do? But you, it's a tight, such a tight community that if you do something good for an organization or veterans alone, you're you're in. You're good. yeah, that you're is golden. True. So you know, we kind of have our own process of checks and balances. Like you know, does this guy fit or not, or is it just Blowing smoke, or is he standing by what he says? You know, and you guys stand by what you say. Well, you, I, yeah. I, I, I remember you saying to me once that I had told you, hey, I'm going to have you on. And then when I actually did it, you were like, dude, everybody tells me they're going to help me. And then when, I, when it comes down time to help me, then they're nowhere to be found. And I felt like, again, much like I feel like a business, you would think they'd go out of their way to, to get the thing. Why would you go out of your way to make <laughs> veterans angry at you? Right. Like, I don't get that. I don't get it at all. And, and I can tell you the veteran reach is, is and, and, and if, I, you know, if I'm a politician or anybody like that or somebody running to do something or you know, wanting to get the word out, that's a group of individuals across this country I'm not going to really go against. No, they're tight-knit. <laughs> no. They're in it together. They're tight-knit. 
And I, and I mean, and it's a significant portion, you know, of 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 voters. And I mean, like a, a group of people who aren't afraid to have their voice be heard. So, like, no, go, you know, I mean, and I think what it boils down to for both Dan and I is like, you guys are a reputable organization, and you know, with so many charities and so many different organizations, and we won't, I won't say the one I'm thinking of by name that have a <laughs> a, a dark cloud of like of of well, are they spending the money in the right way? Are they doing the right, right things? That answer is right. no. I, I, I feel confident and I feel happy to say whenever I tell people about Save 22, I'm like, this is legit. This isn't this That's isn't true. CEOs getting paid. This isn't huge marketing budgets. This isn't anything like that. This is veterans and 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 and, and you know and the public helping veterans. I I don't see any loss there. No, there is no loss here. And actually, I'm very excited about tomorrow again. The third annual Save 22. Uh, suicide awareness hike is going to be taking place. And um, I, I, I just took a tweet from a listener, and I'm very excited to spend some time with him tomorrow. He's a big uh, big fan, listens every day, tweets in about everything. But um, he and his wife lost their son 18 months uh, tomorrow while he was serving. And, uh, and, and I just don't even – I mean, I watched my brother lose a child, but I mean, I just don't know how people do that. Like, I don't understand that. So it'll be good to spend some time with him. This stuff is affecting people on a real human level. Um, and I think uh, a lot of times, dude, uh, men and women come home from these these conflicts and they just don't know how to um, express properly what the, what's going on in their brain. Because I would imagine there is a little bit while you're serving of just kind of stick your head down and get through your day. And so now when you don't necessarily have to do that, you're still stuck. All things are habitual, habit-based. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the longer you do something, the more it is your habit. So I would imagine what's happening here with you guys in Safe 22, again, safe22.vet is the is the website. You can also call 1-800-273-8255 if you're a veteran feeling like you could use a helping hand. Uh, Safe 22 would be happy to help you. And I got a little lost there when I was thinking there. But I think that there's a little bit of, um, th- 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 that it's going to be a little bit of a process of helping people unpack mentally. You know what I mean? And I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, it's it's been a struggle for us internally, too. People don't see a lot of the come-to-Jesus meetings that we have, you know, to make sure that we are doing things correctly because we're pretty stuck in the way we're going to do things and we're not willing to change. Um, some of those things are, you know, our core values of just remembering where we came from. Sure. And, you know, not, it's important. not spending money on things that aren't helping veterans, you know, buying whatever it may be and – Instead of using that money toward, towards a veteran, we just don't do that. So we're not out there in the public a lot. You know, billboards and things like that, that's why this stuff's so important. The social media, the radio gigs, you know, the newspapers, those things push us out there, and that allows us to help other veterans. So again tomorrow, the hike, starting at Carroll County Vets Club. It's the third annual Veteran Suicide Awareness Hike. Uh, registration will start at 7 a.m. Hike will kick off at 10. Madison Rising is your band playing. There will be plenty of food and vendors on site as well. And uh, like I said, you can start registering tomorrow, 7 o'clock, at the Carroll County Vets Club. And the hike will be about seven miles. You're looking about 6 o'clock as your end time, which is, uh, is going to be great. And Albert and Nick, thank you guys so much, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank and, you. We will, and again, you can go to save22.vet. And uh, it's the Save 22 gear button that you press where you can buy a raffle ticket for this mushroom head mask. We're actually going to take some photos of it here shortly. Get it posted up at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. I'll get it posted on my Instagram as well, Dan.Stansbury. So you'll be able to see that mushroom head mask momentarily. I'm assuming you can also see it at Save22.Vet. And again, that 1-800 number one more time. If you're a veteran feeling like you could use some help, call 1-800-273-8255. Albert, Nick, thank you guys so much. The Save 22 Suicide Awareness Hike is tomorrow. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. You guys hang on.
Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. Wow. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my name! Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! And Josh Rockin' Roller. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So, here it goes. It's called... Kick the Dust Up. J.R. <laughs> Smith on the break. Drops it for LeBron. Love the trailer. Good pump fake. And knocks down the three ball. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means... Take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f my sister. We'll be back to Lebronto for the fourth quarter after this. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sounds like a choice. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. That's gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I, I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Cavaliers. Spin, bucket, LeBron, and the Cavaliers with their biggest lead of the night. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. One more time, I want to thank Nick and Albert from Safe 22. Stop by. They're doing their third annual Veterans Suicide Awareness Hike. Now, there was a little bit of uh, confusion. I, I wish I would have cleared this up, but those guys were still in here. If you have not served, you can still hike. It's, yeah. it's 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 for everybody. You're you're allowed to hike. People have been asking me that question. Did I have to serve to hike? Oops. No, no, no. Stansbury hasn't served anything. What has this guy served? He's doing it. You I'm can doing. do it too. It's at the Carroll County Vets Club tomorrow morning. Registration starts at 7 a.m. Hike will step off at around 10. I myself will be in the hike. Looking forward to uh, meeting all of you guys. It will be a good afternoon for a great cause. It is National Concert Week. I have forgotten. Uh, we do have some great concert tickets mm-hmm. to pass out. Mm-hmm. It's actually your choice between some awesome shows. I know Manson Zombies on the list. I know Avengers Seven Full Profits of Rage is on the list. Slayer. Um, we got a bunch of them. So we'll end the show allowing caller number 25 to take their pick on those. Teresa is going to get you guys hooked up with $1,000. That will be at 1010. Aside from that, we're done for the week. Maybe longer. Uh, we're done for the week. Be back at it live again Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. If you missed anything from this week, make sure you podcast it at WRQK.com. But we'll take caller 25 on these National Concert Week concert tickets at 1-800-243-7625. You guys have a great weekend. See ya.